Hi, this is Bob Williamson. Rabid fans. After 25 years of writing this post five times per week, I've learned a thing or two about expressing my opinion about politics. Through the years, I've done my share of speaking out against abortion, homosexuality, unchecked violence, trafficking, stupid wars, burgeoning crime, immigrants here illegally, welfare, pedophiles, immorality, lack of civility, and so on, savagely ravaging the likes of the Clintons, Obama, both father and son of the Bush family, Biden, and yes, Trump. My posts are always met by rabid fans with some death threats, foul language, and idiotic ranting. It's my right to express what I feel is wrong based upon the Bible. I'm not ashamed of proclaiming the gospel and commands of God and will not be stopping anytime soon. Isn't it odd that many conservatives see no wrong in their own candidates, but revile the liberal elite candidates and call them every disparaging name in the book? Of course, the liberals do likewise. Who's right and who's wrong? I view myself as a dyed-in-the-wool conservative, but I don't go goose-stepping for any candidate, regardless of who they are or what ideology they are peddling. I am very well-read and choose the candidates and my ideology based upon a complete analysis of whatever truth I can derive. I get lambasted from both sides, so I don't get overly excited about it. We have freedom of speech in this country, and it applies to everyone, everyone. Liberals need to understand that concept, and so do conservatives. You might not like what others espouse, but patriots have died for their right to say it and it is in the Bill of Rights. So how do we get our point across civilly? I used to receive significant amounts of mail from a wide variety of firms offering everything from consulting services, headhunters wanting me to use their services, those who wanted to buy our company, those who wanted me to buy some product, invest in theirs, or those who wanted me to attend some conference somewhere. My daily routine is go through nuisance emails, trying to get to the legitimate ones and deleting the junk. One day I got an email and a quick scan revealed that it was inviting me to a conference 
where Bill Clinton was a keynote speaker. Since I was primarily a conservative Republican and not a Bill Clinton fan, and I was already in a surly mood anyway, instead of just deleting it like I normally would do, I sent a terse email as follows. Bill Clinton makes me gag. Then something went off in my brain. Did he say he was CEO of Inc. Magazine? I read it again, and yes, it seemed legit. I did not expect a reply from anyone, much less the CEO of one of the most prestigious organizations in the world. But he replied. The original letter he sent was informing me that our company had made their prestigious Inc. 500 5000 list, and this was a personal invitation from their CV, CEO inviting me to attend their gala event in Chicago. Uh, as I thought about it, just maybe... The email saying Bill Clinton made me want to gag was just a trifle harsh. I got on the phone with our media consultant and asked for sure if this was legitimate. She excitedly replied yes and told me that we needed to get a press release out about making the list and we needed to put it on our website. She went on to inform me that I had delegated responding to Inc.'s application to her months earlier, and she and some of our employees had filled it out and submitted it. Apparently, we made the list. She told me she routinely worked with their editorial staff in the hopes of getting an article about me or the company in Inc. magazine. Congratulations, she excitedly exclaimed. They are doing a feature article about you, and you are the keynote speaker for the awards ceremony in Washington, D.C. Next thing I knew, the CEO called me and tried to get me to go to the gala and meet Bill Clinton. I did apologize to him. And he was a perfect gentleman about it and accepted my apology. My views of Bill Clinton and his wife's political agenda did not change. But I should not have been mean-spirited about it and just respectively declined that event. The CEO was probably (laughs) relieved that some redneck like me decided not to attend his black tie dinner because he might figure I would attend their private party at the Chicago House of Blues of the B-52 band for fear I would start a fight or something. This was a pretty embarrassing phone call. Lesson learned from this fiasco. There's no reason ever to treat someone with disrespect. The Clinton's moral compass was spinning like the woman's head on the exorcist. 
But I could have been civil instead of being a jerk and mean-spirited about it. The problem with working together today is that people are mean and uncivil. People just say whatever pops into their mind, no matter if it's demeaning or hurtful to others. Like it or not, yes, Trump is like that. I feel it is my responsibility to stay true to the Word of God. A lady wrote me and said, We all sin, and God used immoral pagan people like Cyrus to accomplish his goals. By her standards, one can worship idols, have sex with reckless abandon, kill those who disagree with us, ignore God and his laws, and still be fit to assume the highest office in the land. There are roughly 350 million people in this country. Are we to assume we cannot find one person that is not facing an old folks' home or prison or boat to choose to lead us? I'm sick of hearing that the only person that can get us out of this mess in which we find ourselves is Donald Trump. No, I don't know who that person might be, but I am confident that someone in our country could rise to that fight. If not, we might as well just hang it up because this country is divided almost down the middle. And someone will be needed to bring it together that is a moral person who is willing to work with others where they can. Without that, it will become a civil war and be settled with a bloodbath. It begins with civility, and no candidate is being civil right now, left or right. Save your letters. I'm not reading more of them on this subject. End of thread. Romans 12, 18, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. This is Bob Williamson. Thanks for listening.